Welcome, everybody, to Mania Moments with Robbie and Phoenix. I am Robbie, joined with by my co-host, the for now reigning and defending Mania Moments podcast champion, Phoenix Zarola. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, and that is right. We have, I have, you know, some would say a pretty strong, successful reign so far, but I'm not ready to stop. Yeah, you, you really have not end this Sunday. Due to unforeseen circumstances, you haven't defended your title yet. And I really I have that... I have not. It was it was going to be defended once, but we had, you know, some mishaps in that time. Uh but this is my first full uh actual defense of it. Yeah. Uh are you scared? Are you scared going into your first full defense of your title? Um, I will say a little bit because I think the pressures, like the pressures, are stronger in retaining a belt, as you know, many people would know. It's not, it's not all about just winning the belt. That's the easy part. The hard part is retaining it, and I think I'm feeling that that pressure. But I, at the same time, because I gotta remember, I got this belt in the first place. I have the wherewithal, the foresight, the confidence to keep to keep it i just need to continue with that momentum and i'm i plan on doing so you plan on continuing your reign yes i i I hear i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying once again i think i think the fact that i mean you'll you'll call me out here you have watched more wrestlemania's live you you have the edge here that is correct i i i know i can't always predict the twists and turns of the WWE. Uh, but I will tell you, out of the two hosts, I I will say I am the bigger fan of the current product and the more current fan. And I, I don't know. I think that I still think this plays into my my advantage here. I think, but that's I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just. I still. I, I'm still spiraling from my hubris at the Royal Rumble. You know. Which... Yeah. As I'm going to turn the question back on to you. How do you feel about? You know, now it's not a vacant belt. Now you actually have to win the belt uh, from someone else. Now that I have already to... gone through one uh, title loss. How does? How does? Uh, not like you lost the title, but you were in position to win it and you lost. How does it feel now going into WrestleMania? Do you have nerves about winning, about not getting on a streak of losing? Or are you, you know, having, you know, learned from your past mistakes, you feel more confident in your victory? You know, I think the... What I, what, what I keep rem- reminding myself is that the the most important thing for me is to keep a level head to make 
decisions that make sense to not to not while out here to not you know there's 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 no champion's advantage or anything for you there's nothing like that so i just i need to look at the card for what it is and i think i need to i, I gotta pick them in the way that makes the most sense i can't i can't be determined to you know have it all fall on like Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. You know, I, I need I need to be able to have a strong card from top to bottom. So, you know, right. where whereas like I said at the Royal Rumble, and I think it was I I will say I think it was a Royal Rumble worthy swerve right there that we put it all on the line yeah. on the last two people, and that you you picked the. Probably the obvious choice. What made them, you know, all things considered. Taking into consideration the entirety of that match, Edge came in at number one. Why wouldn't... Number two's not gonna... Even though it's Randy Orton. Even though, you know, it might set up something for them down the line. It wasn't wasn't ever gonna go to Randy. Randy was always destined to face The Fiend at WrestleMania and this was the best way to get edge involved in any WrestleMania matches other than fighting Randy Orton. So, you know, looking back yeah, on it, I, it I, was ma- a, I made, I made it the wrong decision. Very lo- like, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a panic button moment, spur of the moment thing, because it seemed like I was in position to win because, uh, because I was leading, uh, or it was tied in points. But I still had my wrestler in the match. And it was like, okay, I just need to coast it out. Let Daniel Bryan win. And we'll be good. Then it gets eliminated. We're in a tie situation. We have no backup. We have no plan here. So then we just have to, on the moment, think of a tiebreaker. And I thankfully went with my gut and went with Edge. Because I had a like intuition about, you know, like you were saying, he started at number one. Logically, this is kind of the only way they get him into Mania. Um, Randy Orton could win coming back, but it would feel a little dissatisfied if the person who was not in the match for most of it ends up winning the match. It would feel in character for him, but still not not great for, as someone watching. So I went with it. Um, you went with Randy Orton for you know still good reasons. It came down to the final two, but yeah. Yeah, I think that was the slip up there, but you know, now we have no, uh, no fallback on that. I can't just rely on a fail safe, like one, like out of the nowhere edge victory Royal Rumble kind of setting. I have to just get good picks, good predictions. That's all I have working on on right now. Yeah, I, I should, and we we can talk about we have a, a fail safe tiebreaker. Uh, that we'll, I think yeah. we'll get into it after we do our main picks. But yeah. uh, if you haven't realized, if, you, if you're trying to figure out what WrestleMania we're reviewing, we aren't even reviewing a WrestleMania on this episode. <laughs> we're we're recording this on Tuesday, so so far we only have uh, we've got the Go Home Raw show that I just finished watching, and uh, I don't know if you watched Raw last night, did you, Phoenix? No, no, I need to I need to go back to it. Um, I was uh, uh, watching the NCAA final. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I I totally remember who won that because I paid attention, right? It was Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. It was. It was. I I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like if Baylor won, I would have seen more of that on my timeline this morning to be to be honest, I did not watch that uh the final last night. But yeah, cuz you're watching raw, right? Uh no, I was up? in Houston still. I went to Houston for Easter and uh, oh, okay. Maggie had taken the day off from work and I have this whole week off while I transition from my previous job to my new job. So we just stayed, we actually were just on the road from uh, Houston to Austin while both of those things were happening. So I watched Uh, trial this morning and yeah, well, um, there was, it was actually the final was last night. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually Baylor that won. Um, Baylor, Baylor v. Gonzaga. Really? Yeah. I don't even it know. Was pretty, I don't even it was know. It's pretty insane. I'm I'm not even sure if I believe you at this point. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh wow! For one, they beat Gonzaga's undefeated streak um, at the at the championship. Uh, it was kind of you know once. Sided for the most part, it wasn't really a fun game. They kind of took an early lead and just kind of re- like maintained it the whole time. Um, but yeah, they they stopped their Gonzaga's like I don't want to say Cinderella story because they were the first seed, but like they were undefeated, so it would have been like a pretty impressive accomplishment. But nope, Baylor took it. Wow. Yeah, you're you're. I... <laughs> now people are going to know I don't follow much other sports. Uh, I follow wrestling. <laughs> And I followed the Houston Astros, and that's about it. Um, but so there was Raw. That Raw was actually pretty decent. I think it was a solid go home show for Mania. Um, yeah, everything. Which we should say because you, you know, you saw Raw. I have to go back and catch up on it. You have an advantage right now. A, have, a slight advantage. A slight advantage. I yeah. You have you have some information that I do not currently have, but. But that's, you know, that's, that's on me. I chose to watch the finals like that. You know, we'll see. We'll see if it comes back to bite me. Yeah. I also will say WWE as of late has not really been following go home math, if you will, to a T. They have not been booking. Oh, the loser stands. The loser at the pay-per-view stands tall at the go home show. As often they got, they were being very predictable. Last mania, and now that I think things are at least starting to get more normal, they're playing around with the creative a little bit more. So, nothing is truly, uh, truly set in stone, I think. And of course, with it being a not pre taped WrestleMania, it will be live, it will be in front of a limited capacity crowd. Let's, you know. Things really could change at the last moment, you know? So It really can. It really can. Uh, this is a two-night event. Oh, I, I just real quick, we'll, we'll throw it out there. WrestleMania is happening in front of fans. I hope that they do it as safely as possible. I hope that anyone who does go there does not yes. get sick. Of course, we are still in a pandemic. I don't think it's the wisest decision to do this. But I also don't blame them when other, you know, sports leagues are opening up their stadiums to fans. It's just, you know, yeah, everyone who's going, please be safe. I hope 
I hope yeah. people and, are vaccinated who are going is what I should say. Yeah. yeah. I hope, I hope people are going are vaccinated. I hope they're safe regardless. Um, including the wrestlers, you know, obviously, um, uh, that being said, it will probably be relieving and refreshing to get another crowd again. Yeah. Um, for it being gone so long. So I, I can't lie and say that I'm not excited about that. Um, which is a little hypocritical because I don't, you know, entirely support having a crowd at this point, but if that's where we're going and like, like you said, other leagues are going in that direction, you can't um, blame them for, for going that way. And, you know, having a crowd there will be exciting. So that's one, one small thing to already look forward to. Yeah. And definitely like, it's, it's hard to say, Oh, WWE is the irresponsible one when uh, the Texas Rangers had a full capacity uh, game last night. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's clearly the way that things are going, whether it's ill-advised or not. Um, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's it, a lot of it. I will say it comes down to personal preference. If you are vaccinated and you're going to go with a, things are still for the most part, not at like, not in Arlington, not at uh, the Ranger stadium, but uh, most wrestling shows, I think are going to still do like pods of people and stuff. So if you've got a pod, who's all vaccinated and you guys all feel comfortable enough. Your adults make your own decisions, I guess, you know, like just, it's going to be, that yeah. is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And if you're listening and you're, you're going to go to WrestleMania this Sunday and Saturday, um, first off, I'm jealous. And second off, you know, please be safe. Yeah, of course we, you know, especially to the people I know online who are going and are doing their best to be safe. I would never want to see anything bad happen to them. So go be safe, everyone. Uh, We'll be enjoying our WrestleMania from home, but I think we'll be trying to talk about it, uh, you know, in our next episode, at least. I don't know if we'll be doing an immediate reaction uh, recording podcast, whatever you want to call it. But we'll be trying our best to Mm -hmm. keep you guys updated, obviously. Uh, stay tuned to our Twitters and our show Twitter, uh, which I'll go ahead and plug those all. Uh, at Mania Moments Pod is our show Twitter. I'm at Robbie DeShazer, and you are at Bomb Ass Phoenix, where we'll probably yes. be tweeting about the entire experience. Yes, we are putting a lot of faith and trust into the um, the servers and the <laughs> uh, website construction of Peacock because that is what we uh, will be watching it on. That's what we're forced we to watch it on. That everyone who's joining and watching WrestleMania, we hope Peacock has done a good job of getting their site ready for that influx of viewers. So yeah, um, it really does scare me that it's exclusively I'm a little, I'm on Peacock. About that. Yeah. I am a little nervous about something happening and like the site, you know, crashing or lagging or something, but you know, we're going to trust in the Peacock, trust in the bird. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a fun two nights. Yeah. It, it is one thing to admit that Peacock and NBC Universal is a larger company than the WWE, which WWE had no issues doing live pay-per-views on their, uh, on their network. So, you know, it's true. It would make me it's feel better true. if like there was a possibility of like being able to purchase it through a television provider or 
sling or something else <laughs> just in case the worst happens. But that's obviously, I don't think that's an option this year. So yeah. I think it's a big deal for them to have the exclusive streaming rights to WrestleMania yeah. night one and night two. And then, you know, if anything fails, you know, Robbie and I will just, just like live tweet some off office episodes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll be putting on Blues Brothers 2000, which will be the only thing that still works on Peacock when the whole, when the entire server implodes. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll just be having a, a you know different night. I don't want to say worse, but a we can't say worse yet. Night. We don't know how this WrestleMania is going to go. That's true. That's a good point. Um, and we know. Uh, I, how do you feel about the card? You know, if we want to transition to like, get, like going into matches, but overall, what are you thinking of the matches that we do have planned? Uh, I think the card actually, I think you have a solid card for both nights. I think uh, it's nice to see that there's at least one match on night one that has some continuity into night two. There's, you know, if you're going to do a two night event, I think there is, it's always nice to have at least something to watch and see it affect the next night. Uh, there's not a lot of filler on here, honestly. There's some matches I'm not looking forward to, and we'll get into those. But I don't really see, you know, some some of these matchups have had less buildup than others, and that's always going to be how it is at WrestleMania. But for the most part... I don't think that there's anything that looks like it's doomed to fail. Maybe other than one. But uh, you want to go ahead and get into talking about our predictions? These are our predictions for WrestleMania. Uh, We will be, if there are any changes to any matches or anyone's added or something, if suddenly Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre becomes a triple threat because uh, Brock Lesnar burst through the door and demanded a match... You know, obviously we will be uh, adjusting our predictions accordingly. But for the most part, these are our locked-in predictions for this. Title, yeah, title on the line, locked-in predictions. Yeah, so let's go. Let's start with night one, I guess. Uh, um, What seems to be our main event matchup for that night, uh, although it could be the other big championship match, but it looks like... WWE is going to go ahead and uh, make the SmackDown Women's Championship the main event for night one. Sasha Banks is the champion versus Bianca Belair. Singles match, no uh, no stipulation, no uh, funkiness going on there. Uh, Phoenix, who do you have? Uh, what do you think of this match, I guess, first? What do you think of this matchup, first of all? And what are you predicting? I think, it, I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, um, first off, I, I'm a little, um, surprised, I should say, as I think we even talked about in our post WrestleMania or sorry, post Royal Rumble talk that we were kind of predicting this would be a triple threat with Bailey in it. So it's a little yeah. shocking that and Bailey they nowhere on this card ended up staying. Yeah. Um, so it's a little shocking that they ended up keeping this a singles match. Um, that being said, I am looking forward to it. It looks like it'll be a good match. It should be fun. Um, now for predictions, I will say this one for me was kind of tough. Um, as uh, I think 
both of these people could win. Um, I'll say up front that I don't. I there's a lot of championship matches um, up for grabs in the in WrestleMania. Obviously, I don't think everyone retains, and I don't think everyone wins. Like every challenger wins. I think someone's gonna, someone at least is gonna retain, and then most people will probably like win. This one is probably gonna be my pick that um, someone retains their title. So I'm picking Sasha. You now, am I going to? I'm picking Sasha Banks. Now, am I going to make the same mistake again and not choose Bianca Belair and have it come back to bite me when Bianca Belair? ends up winning like I did with the Royal Rumble pick. Um, that is entirely possible that Bianca Belair might uh, totally win again and really mess up my pick. But I'm picking Sasha only for the simple fact that, you know, she's a super talent. She is a really good re- – she has a really good reign going. Could feasibly end t- um, this weekend, but I think – she hasn't. She. I've looked up. She is 0 for five in WrestleManias, and I think she's too good of a wrestler to have this bad of a WrestleMania record. That I'm predicting her finally getting her first win at WrestleMania this weekend. Look, Phoenix. Let me tell you something. Uh, I hear everything you're saying. Uh, I think the build for this match has been confusing at best, and. Maybe a little bit bad, actually, <laughs> with how they've handled it on SmackDown. Because uh, there was a lot of... Sure. They did the can they coexist thing with the, them going for the SmackDown, uh, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, which made no sense. And now that we've had a couple of weeks to really uh, actually turn these two against each other, I think it only makes sense, uh, you know. It's 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 becoming pretty clear to me that uh, Sasha's playing the cocky heel here, and Bianca is absolutely the underdog. If they're going to put this main eventing night one of WrestleMania, Bianca Belair goes over. Uh, I think it's the stories. Uh, it completes the story there. I think another thing to think of is that without Bailey being on this card at all, not even just in this match. I think uh, Bailey poses the first threat to Bianca post WrestleMania, and I think that's a feud that could carry you maybe into a couple of uh, pay per views, if not just uh, likely Money in the Bank will be our next pay per view. Uh, I would see, I could see this going all the way to uh, either a backlash or an Extreme Rules, whatever they decide to put in June and July. Uh, with Bailey, uh, something that could really elevate Bianca. Um, and then Sasha has, can take some time off. I know she's got, uh, a variety of outside acting jobs. She needs, she's wanting to take and stuff like that. I think that this works. I think with, I think the way that WWE set it up, I think we are in for a good three to four month, uh, title ring for, for Bianca Belair with maybe, it coming to an end at SummerSlam at the hands of some kind of uh, monster heel. Maybe uh, Rhea Ripley comes to SmackDown or something like that. There's a whole bunch of things that I think could happen, but I think that the only thing that is certain in my mind is Bianca Belair is walking out of Raymond James Stadium SmackDown Women's Champion. 
uh, our next matchup. You know, oh, you got, you have comments. Yeah, you have comments. You want? I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just. All I was just gonna say was, this kind of logic is exactly what frightens me about betting against a Bianca Belair yet again. Um, but and just like that, we've already got a strong match that we're both going to be looking forward to as it'll be a pretty big decider in our title. Oh, almost our definitely. Title, our almost. title prediction. So that's our, already uh, from the jump. This is going to be scary. Um, next up, I think this is the one I had a harder time with is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Uh, Drew obviously last year won the uh, WWE Championship off of Brock Lesnar on night two of WrestleMania uh, and had a pretty successful title reign, carried him into a feud with Randy Orton for a short title reign for Orton. Uh, And then recently at the Elimination Chamber, Drew lost the title as the Miz cashed in his money in the bank and Bobby Lashley won that title off of the Miz about a week or two later. So the question for this one for me was does WWE want to keep the belt on what is honest, honestly been a fantastic choice and champion. Uh, Bobby Lashley has had an incredible year as well. They really took the time to build him up uh, in the post WrestleMania 36 world. And, and he was honestly a, being paired with MVP was a great way to make him look like a star and really get him over, even in an era that didn't have live fans. That being said, I think the biggest thing here the WWE wants to do is give Drew McIntyre a win in front of fans, something that he deserved and I think was looking forward to following his Royal Rumble win last year and something that he couldn't get because of the pandemic last year. Uh, I think WWE will go for the make good. I don't think this is Bobby Lashley's last run with the WWE championship though. So I'm picking Drew to win this one uh, with maybe them playing hot potato with the title through the next year. But Drew wins at Mania. I definitely hear everything you're saying. And uh, it's sad to say that I agree. I am also picking Drew McIntyre to win this match. Um, for everything you just said, along with the fact that it feels like they're they're falling away or moving away from like the whole hurt business stable as well for the most part, mm-hmm. and I think they're sort of you know not I don't want to say um, hurting Bobby Lashley's momentum, but definitely in kind of a slight downward movement to make it to a believable loss at this WrestleMania to give Drew McIntyre that big win in front of a crowd um, kind of thing, get him back as champion. And then I think because of Bobby Lashley's good kind of year and giving him this reward by giving him a small reign, I can see them having like another match in the future or Bobby Lashley getting a return into the championship. Um, it's like circle soon, but I don't think right now is the time for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to also picture McIntyre. For yeah. My fantasy reason. booking there is 
and I think it would work out well, is that you really just you tie in extreme rules to SummerSlam and that uh, you pair Bobby Lashley up with a challenger for the Raw Women's title and you pair uh, Drew with the Raw Women's champion. They have a mixed tag extreme rules match that winner, you know, if Lashley and his partner win, they get a, they get guaranteed title shots at SummerSlam. I think that's when you put the title back on Bobby Lashley, give them, you know, just give them a, a another major feud coming out of it, but give it a few months to cool down. You know, let's let Drew take on AJ Styles or someone else at Money in the Bank or Backlash or whatever the June pay per view is going to be, and then get back to Bobby Lashley in July, and then carry that into SummerSlam for a big win for Lashley there. Uh, but next up is. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison in a tag team match. Uh, until last night, this was a singles match between Bad Bunny and The Miz. Uh, I think adding Priest and Morrison to this match is a very good idea. Uh, both John Morrison and Damian Priest are very talented wrestlers. And um, Damian Priest hasn't gotten a lot of time to wrestle on the main roster as he's kind of been Bad Bunny's sidekick. So this will, in addition to being his first WrestleMania will be his first uh, major match on the main roster. Uh, that being said, this is a celebrity match at WrestleMania, so my I'm cautiously optimistic based on the words of Triple H that Bad Bunny had essentially relocated himself closer to the WWE Performance Center and has been training every day. He's excited about it, but this still could end up being a not-so-great match uh, with everyone having to make up for a guy who's just not from the business uh, working on the grandest stage of them all. Uh, that being said, it is a celebrity match. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are absolutely getting a win over the heels here. So uh, I, this one seems like a foregone conclusion to me. Couldn't agree more. It's going to be Bad Bunny. It's a celebrity match. Celebrities always win, no matter what, unless it's like some weird, like special, special case scenario or whatever. But for the most part, celebrities win. So Bad Bunny is gonna is gonna win this. I am not confident that this match will be fun, but I am confident in my pick. Um, and that's kind of all I really have to say. That's fair. Uh, next up is the New Day, the current Raw Tag Team Championships. Versus AJ Styles and Amos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, this seemed like an odd choice to me to put the Raw Tag Team titles back on the New Day so close to WrestleMania just to set up this match. Uh, and because of that reason, because it felt weird to for them to transition the titles off of the Hurt Business onto the New Day and then to have such a quick rushed build-up for this. I really do think uh, uh, this is more of the New Day being transitional champions who also are big draws uh, that needed a Mania match. So I have AJ Styles and Amos going over here. Uh, even if they end up with a short tag team reign, uh, it just seems like this is seems like they put the titles on the New Day in a transitional fashion, so it wasn't going to be a heel-versus-heel matchup here. 
uh, AJ Styles has not held the tag t- any tag titles in uh, WWE, and I think they're probably wanting to put some kind of title on and put him in some kind of title scene uh, in the near future. But uh, this is this will help him complete his collection in WWE and. I get, you know, that's kind of a, a thank you from management to Styles, I think, more so than anything. Uh, this might be my wildest pick, though. So, what do you think? Well, if it's your wildest pick, uh, it's the same for me, because I also have Styles and almost winning. And I was kind of shocked that you said this, because I was expecting us to split on this one. Yeah, it, um, I will just say, the I New agree. Day having it doesn't feel... It feels strange right now for the New Day to have the titles. So, it's it just it the build def- It does, for sure. And this is one of those situations where I think... Because um, something the WWE likes to do is... Even with their like big-name, like top-guy wrestlers, they don't like to have them lose to like smaller wrestlers, even in like a tag situation where they realistically should lose. And I think that's the situation that's going to happen here where they want AJ styles to win this match. Even if the new day are like a long time tag team that has won the tag titles forever. And, um, it would still make sense for the new day to win this. Um, but they probably want to give AJ styles a title and they probably want, um, to not hurt his, um, wrestling record or whatever by having him drop the or uh, lose the match um i was gonna say drop titles but they're not champions have them lose the match um so i'm also picking aj styles and almost yeah i will also say the new day stood tall this week on raw too which is not a good sign for the new day uh i feel and i feel like this is one where the math probably will apply because the build has been pretty lackluster uh, especially yeah. compared to this is also oh go ahead uh, I was going to say this is also um, you know the heels got to win at some of these and this is one that seems prime for the heel to win as yeah. all of the others on this all the others on this night feel very face heavy or at least um, like face heavy or newcomer heavy or whatever putting people over this seems like the clear obvious heel has got to win the match yeah yeah uh speaking of one with a strange heel face dynamic let's talk about braun Strowman versus shane mcmahon they're having a steel cage match uh for me this one seems once again pretty straightforward with a caveat uh i think the build to this shane's obviously the heel in this matchup he's been calling braun stupid and the only thing really stupid here is the conceit of this entire match. <laughs> this is one I'm, this is probably the one I'm lo- <laughs> the least looking forward to, but I could, there's probably going to be some big spots that are fun to watch. Uh, I have Braun Strowman going over here. It's such a clear, like bully bullied guy uh, dynamic. It's a feel, it's going to be a feel good WrestleMania moment. My one caveat is, I could see uh, that something where it's like, oh, Braun throws Shane so hard the cage breaks and Shane's feet hit the floor and Shane technically wins. 
but that's the only way I don't see Braun Strowman being the real winner here uh, would be some kind of technicality. So that's that's my pick here is Braun Strowman uh, takes this match. <sighs> Are we agreeing I... too much? <laughs> well, the thing is, no, we're not agreeing too much. It's this is one of those things where it, because it's so obvious, it makes me not trust it situations. And that is why unfortunately I am going to pick Shane McMahon to win this. And I'll give some reasons why. Uh not to, so I don't sound like a complete like insane person um and that I don't know what I'm talking about. The the one thing that we know about Shane McMahon is he likes to fall off of stuff. And I'm imagining a scenario where I could see Braun Strowman getting out of the doorway or climbing down from the cage and Shane just jumping off the cage, landing fully onto the like floor just to beat the race and take the win. And just killing his own body just to win the match. And that feels like what we're inevitably going to get in some way. Because I think you like you can't have Shane not jump off of something. Now, the reasonable, t- the reasonable prediction will be he's just going to jump off the cage into the ring. However, I'm feeling a little chaotic. <laughs> I also just don't trust how clearly Braun is going to win this match. Like it feels too obvious, which is why I'm kind of shocked that it's even out of WrestleMania. If this was at like a fast lane or something like that, or uh, any kind of other pay-per-view, it seems like Braun would win no brainer, but there's this kind of hair sticking in the back of my neck where I'm like, I think there's some scenario where Shane wins this. So I'm picking Shane McMahon to win. I hear you. I I hear I hear this, and I think you make a good argument there. I've considered the the Shane dropping off thing, and I think if he's going to jump outside of the steel cage, if he's going to do his Hell in a Cell spot from WrestleMania, I think the answer is Braun jumps to or Braun grabs him. What I would love to see, and I don't think they can make it work for sure, is Braun somehow just like grabs him by the shirt and stops him like inches above the ground and then, you know, choke slams him or something, power slams him when, uh, after both of his feet have hit the ground, I think that would be the subversion of that moment. But I could also see Shane just knocks Braun down on the way down and they do like, you know, the refs have a moment they do some kind of slow-mo thing and decide that Braun's feet hit first and that he is the winner. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be some shit. That's that's the one thing. Is I will say there's going to be some kind of shenanigans because this is not... This is too straight. It, <laughs> it also should be noted that um, um, Braun Strowman won Mania last year. As did, you know, Drew McIntyre, who we talked about earlier. But, like, it, it's 
and he's won a few WrestleMania because he also won the one with Nicholas and something like that. There has to be manias where he loses. This could be one of those situations. I and I'm also not counting out the McMahons just giving themselves the victory because they're the McMahons and they can do what they want. So I sound crazy. You do. You but do sound for crazy. For some reason, I think Shane McMahon is going to win this match. And if that costs me my title, so be it. But you know what? You got to be reckless. You got to. You got to. Le- you got to learn to take risks. And I'm taking this risk right now. My biggest thing here is I don't think Shane wants to work post Mania. That's my. And if he if he wins, he's got to stretch this out to another pay per view, and that's gonna suck. <laughs> So, or what if he does the jump? He's injured in kayfabe and he's out for a while, and that kind of ends the feud. Or the feud is like he has to, he's talking and from his office or something, and someone else is wrestling for him. I don't know, but I think, I think I you're know. too, I think you're something, too stuck. That just, sounds very battle. 2000 SmackDown. That's not. <laughs> That's not the WWE anymore. <laughs> there's some. Al- <laughs> that's fair. There's just alarms going off because, like, don't you think it's suspicious or weird that this match is even happening at WrestleMania? Like, yes, this is, match should I mean, be happening. You, at WrestleMania. you can say, yeah, you could say the WWE is just bad at this and like just book this, um, uh, even though they shouldn't have. But I don't know, man. It seems too too obvious. I don't know why. Yeah, I would also say, though, that uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler seemed too obvious last year, and it worked out exactly how you thought it was. So, <laughs> Yeah, that is that is true, but, you know, granted, they're both, like, at least actual wrestlers. I don't want to, you know, hurt Shane by saying that, but, you know. Let's not, like, let's not act like Braun is a very good wrestler either, though. Let's not. <laughs> okay, but... He's won the title, so you know you got to give him some cred. Yep, he has he has won the title in a year he was not supposed to have a title match. <laughs> and the greatest Royal Rumble? Are you going to take that away from him? You no, know, that's exactly. But that should have been his ceiling. It's the greatest one. It, it's it is a fifty man Royal Rumble. <laughs> It's way it's too long. Name. Yeah, it's also really not not a good rumble. Um, Daniel Bryan, anyways, beat the hell up after that one. That's the best thing you can say. It's like <laughs> Daniel Bryan yeah. had a good performance in that. Uh, next up, speaking of guys who are good wrestlers, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, the build for this one's been a little funky. Uh, I wasn't sure who to pick with this one. I think this one also seemed a little straightforward. But I think Seth Rollins has been getting his comeuppance a bit too much recently. Uh, I think it's time for Seth to get a win and start building himself back up. So uh, I'm picking Seth Rollins to go over here. Wow. Um, Well, I'm I'm picking Cesaro. And uh, I think... This is one of those situations where I think the heel isn't going to win this. Um, and I don't think, and I'm, you know, you're right that Seth Rollins has been getting his comeuppance recently, but um, I think this is like a nice 
kind of low stakes match that won't be big in the grand scheme of things for Seth Rollins to lose in. And I think this gives Cesaro a nice match to, you know, have and to, you know, come out on top of for WrestleMania because, you know, he has this kind of really weird track record and long career with the WWE. So this might, this might even be like kind of like a legacy win of just like, thanks for being with us forever um, kind of thing. Uh, but it just seems like he's the face and Seth Rollins is the heel. And in the grand scheme of things, I think this is just the textbook ending to this kind of thing. So, so I'm going with Cesaro. Yeah. Uh, next one up is the women's tag team turmoil match. The winner will face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two. So our teams are Lana and Naomi. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, which is currently just Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and then Natalia and Tamina. Uh, who do you have going over on this one, Phoenix? Um. Well, I, I would say this is the most up in the air on night one. I was gonna say is wait. So you can you see left off the wrestlers again? I thought there was another team in it. Nope, it's just these, uh, according to WWE.com, let me check and make sure. But Okay, I could I thought uh, Billy Kay and Carmella were in it, or did they get cut? From the they're match? not officially in the match at the moment. Okay, interesting. And they were not on Raw last night. Uh, all, the, all of the teams were on Raw last night, and Billy Kay had some representation, but she was not in the stare down. So... As of right now, the card is, here we go. I'm pulling it up. Forgive me for loading. Yes, it is Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. Uh, just to give you a preview okay. of Tag Team Turmoil, well. it's essentially a gauntlet match is what's going to happen. Uh, so one team will enter first, and they It'd just be one team at a time until uh, you, there's one team left, and the winners will face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two. Does this change your... In, <laughs> did you pick uh, uh, Billy Kay and Carmella? I, I picked Billy Kay and Carmella. I, I did, so now I've got to go off. Um, do you do you want me to give see. you a minute while I... <laughs> yeah, I guess say, say your pick, and I'll think about it. Okay, so I wasn't sure who of these teams... I promise I won't just pick your pick, I swear. Yeah, none of these teams really have uh, any major momentum going into it, but I will say I was convinced uh, this weekend by the promo that Natalia cut on Talking Smack uh, that it should be Natalia and Tamina who go over in this match. I think this is the actually the perfect uh title for te- for a team like this for two women who are fantastic in the ring who are fantastic ambassadors for WWE and have done so much but maybe aren't seen as being on the level of a Charlotte Flair or an Asuka or a Becky Lynch or an Alexa Bliss people that this is a perfect mid-card title for uh, the women uh, for the women's division, and I think that that really, based on that and the promo cut, I think that 
uh, Natalia and Tamina will be going on to face the women's tag team championship uh, champions, and then give you a, a pre- uh, preview of the next night. I think that they're going to take the women's tag team championships too, uh, freeing up both Shayna and Naya to be heel uh, challengers to uh, whoever ends up winning the Raw Women's Championship. So my pick here is going to Natty and Tamina. I think they deserve it, too. All right. Well, I have one question about, I guess this is something we maybe should have gone over in beforehand. But for the tag team turmoil winner, you know, fighting the women's tag titles in the next night, if you pick a winner for the first night, um, but it's not the person that w- it's not the team that wins. Are you still allowed to pick the tag team turmoil winner? Yeah, for that's the just, second night. That's or, what I have. Is I have, I think that Naya and Shayna definitely lose the t- titles, regardless of who wins okay. the tag team turmoil. Okay. Is that that will be? Yeah. Mine. Okay. Because I've I have that down as well. Not to to like I guess show my hand. I also have Shayna and Naya losing. Um. Uh. Just make just making clear that. Well, I think with the people left, I you make a strong argument for Natalia and Tamina, and I mean I'm totally thrown off with this um with this whole thing. So I'm just gonna if we get to SmackDown say, on Friday and uh, Billy Kay and uh, Carmella are added, will you be switching your pick back to Billy Kay and Carmella? Is the question. If I'm allowed to, if you if you let me do that, I will. Let, I mean, because... I think that falls under the rules of if someone gets added to the match. As the okay. card currently stands, Billy Kay does not have a partner and is not participating. Okay. Uh, um. Then I'm right now. I'm gonna go with Lana and Naomi. Lana and Naomi. I mean, okay. they're so yeah. You know, they're solid wrestlers, solid team. Um, and I mean, I could see them being carried over to the next night. So why not? I will say that they have, I was ready to go with them until I watched this Natalia promo. And I think this will end up being a, once again, both Natalia and Tamina have just worked their asses off for the WWE consistently for many years and don't have a ton of singles titles to show for it. So I think this is going to end up being a thank you to them in some way, shape, or form. A big win. Two big wins on the at WrestleMania, I think, would be really good for them. Uh, and beyond that, I mean, it's hard to vote. The, the numbers do not lie. Natalia is the winningest woman in WWE history. So, you know. She might you might consider That's fair. her. You got history on your side. Yeah, she's she she'll tell you herself, she's the best of all time. The boat. That's <laughs> but for that, that's night one. Uh do you want to take a quick break and then we will get back to our night two and do the rest of our WrestleMania week preview? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? We're back. Phoenix, we don't have much time. We gotta talk about night two of WrestleMania. And I think we gotta start with our let's main event. Do it. We gotta start with the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, first of all, how do you feel about the fact that the Universal Championship is absolutely the biggest match on this card? Uh, I will 
So go ahead, go ahead and tell me your thoughts on that. Because I know you're a proponent of the WWE Championship should be the main event of WrestleMania. I am a big proponent of it. Um, uh, there's also, I think, possibilities that the WWE Championship might open for WrestleMania on night one, which I think would be absolutely insane, and I hope that does not happen. Um, I get, you know, with COVID and stuff, like maybe it'd be a nice like crowd, like, um, like crowd pop kind of thing, but we got to respect the belt. I don't really like that the Universal belt is getting most of the love here, but I mean, because Roman Reigns is champion of it, you know, I get that they're moving to that belt. Um, so I guess. No, I'm not cool with it, but I guess it makes sense because it's got Reigns and it's got Edge um, and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But that, like, it's going to get the more love because, like, you know, love to Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, but they're not at all the stars that Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan are. are so I kind of uh, understand, I guess. Yeah. That, uh, since you've brought it up, uh, the idea that I don't think we're going to get a kickoff show for WrestleMania, at least on night one, because they want the biggest, uh, they want the, a huge pop for the first uh, entrance with fans in attendance since the pandemic. And everyone was like, oh, cool, what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to get, are they going to start with the WWE Championship? I will remind you who is hosting WrestleMania, and that is Hulk Hogan. So absolutely the first... <laughs> Entrance in front of fans in a post-COVID world will be Hulk Hogan, and uh, everyone should just boo the shit out of him. But they won't. <laughs> so, but what if it's Titus O'Neil? <laughs> Titus, that would be a win for race relations uh, for, everywhere. The first, yeah, the first pop back is Titus O'Neil, and he goes immediately under the ring. <laughs> Just full on baseball yeah, slide. Through. He recreate. He recreates it. <laughs> no, uh, it'll right, absolutely well, it will absolutely um, be Hogan. But you know who are three guys I think yeah. are much much better than Hulk Hogan, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Edge and Daniel Bryan. That's triple threat right. for the Universal Championship. Uh, who do you have going over here? I will. I will say this one's tough. It is. And I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if we had different picks. Um, and then in some sense, I won't, you know, I'd understand if we had the same pick. Um, however, I think I'm gotta just go, um, with, I guess, like, for me, the logic of it all. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say that it's gotta go to edge. And, and the reason why is I think this sets up too much, um, like, I think Roman Reigns has to drop it um, just because he's had it for so long. It seems prime for him to drop it. He it, They're making a triple threat so he doesn't get pinned for it um, or or tap for it. So that already is a, like a red flag that Roman Reigns won't won't retain it, though. I mean, not to say that he won't because he, he still very much could. It's not like a guarantee. But the red flags are there that he might not retain it. So that leaves, for me, Edge or Daniel Bryan. And I think it makes... It would just be Daniel Bryan's um, Miracle on Bourbon Street win 
again, but I don't think they're going to want to do that again, um, especially for Edge, because, I mean, Edge has never been Universal Champion. Sure, he's been WWE Champion, but not Universal Champion. Um, uh, they might even do a reverse Miracle on Bourbon Street and let Edge win by beating Daniel Bryan um, in a spear or something. So it's tough, but I'm just going to go with the logic. Edge won the Rumble uh, at number one. They have him like prepped and ready to go for this. He's on contract for the rest of the year. He's never been Universal Champion. It's going to Edge. I, Phoenix, you said you said we were you thought we were going to have different picks, and I just got to say you think you know me, and you do because we have different picks. Uh, oh no! You you do you do know me because I. You say this. You say. Edge has never held the Universal Championship, and that's true. Daniel Bryan has also never held the Universal Championship. He's been a, he's a multiple-time WWE champion. He is a one-time World Heavyweight champion, but he is not he has not held the Universal Championship. Now, the big upset here could be that uh, either that Daniel Bryan exists so that Edge doesn't have to take the pin when Roman retains, or that. Uh, it doesn't hurt Daniel Bryan, who they plan on using later. When if Edge needs to take the pin, who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, that being said, with this closing out the night, this has to be a feel good ending, which could either be Edge or Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think I think it makes too much sense for Edge to win. And now with the build, I think that Daniel Bryan added the intensity that was necessary to make this feel like a big match. And I think that, unfortunately, the follow-through here feels like it's a Daniel Bryan win. Pair that with the fact that we're almost certain that Edge only has five matches in his contract for this year. I mean, I guess he could have two defenses potentially, as a Universal Champion. But I just don't see him finishing out uh, having a strong uh, championship finale like Daniel Bryan could. You know, I could see... I, we're get, I'm getting too much inside baseball here, but Daniel Bryan's contract supposedly is up around SummerSlam. I could see them extending it through the end of the year, maybe. And then... but. This is this is such a hard choice. I but I'm going with my gut here. I'm saying Daniel Bryan. It, I absolutely understand it why you're picking like you're Edge. Talking yourself out of it. I'm trying not to talk. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I I could okay. I could easily the talk myself out of it. I could easily talk myself out of it yeah. and then talk myself back into Daniel Bryan. Uh, the only thing that seems yeah. foregone to me is that you wouldn't put this as the main event of night two if Roman Reigns was going to retain as the heel. Yeah, that that's yeah. the one thing I can say certainly feels like a foregone conclusion. The question is just yeah. who is I taking mean, the pin? And who is making that pin? Yeah. I'll be shocked if Reigns takes the pin. I don't think he will. It'll be Edge or Bryan. Um, or, I mean, it could be a submission, obviously, but um, I think it'll be between Edge or Bryan, and one of them pinning or submitting the other. 
Um, I will say things it's, have been it's gonna be interesting. Tough. It's, a, it's a tough. It's a tough pick. I don't think that's a bad pick by any means. Um, it's one of those things where if you we have to we have to set a deadline because if you if we decided night of you know there we would be changing from Edge to Daniel Bryan like back and forth constantly maybe because yeah. <laughs> it makes sense either way and like if you think about it too long you're gonna go a different direction but um I I'm putting my money on Edge you're putting your money on Daniel Bryan um I think if Roman go. I think if Roman Reigns wins. I think chips down and all has to go to Bree. <laughs> just <laughs> if we if were Roman just... Reigns wins, we have to we have to mail him the Mania Moments belt. Yeah, because he beat us. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> uh, we had to make another belt for Paul Heyman. Is <laughs> what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, this, I mean, this is probably the toughest. This is the toughest one to figure out. Uh, and. If yeah, we didn't differ in so many other places, I would say this is the one it probably comes down to. But <laughs> we're different enough in yeah. other places that this could just twist the knife <laughs> in the back of the other person, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's night two. So this will be a... If it... If it yeah, if, if we have a certain... We have a pathway of it coming down to the final match. Because this is a night two main event. So if... If things go one way and things go the other, you know, who knows? Yeah. Next up, we have uh, we have a match for the Raw Women's Championship uh, between Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Uh, this is a, another hard one because there just hasn't been a lot of time to build this match. And honestly, based on the go-home math here yeah. and how rushed everything feels I'm going to say that Asuka retains here uh, it doesn't feel good to say that I want it to be Rhea Ripley but I think that this is our big uh, one of our big retains of the night so uh, picking Asuka uh, here you're scaring me because we're you're are we going me so different I picked Asuka oh, you picked I, no I picked Rhea Ripley okay and I, I can see why Sorry, you want to go I picked I picked Ripley instead of Oscar. I there's an argument and for it, and it's a very good argument. Uh, but I think if Rhea is going to win that title, she has to win it off of Charlotte Flair. I think that's the big. I think that's the big plan for Rhea Ripley. So, well, this one, I think this one is, even though it's on WrestleMania, is going to end up being kind of a throwaway. Uh, leading. Can I let me sure. explain my reasoning? Oh sure. And yeah, and it'll it'll be kind of pessimistic and sad, but I think it might make sense. So, Oscar has never won a WrestleMania. She has, she's I think over three or over four. Um, she is the current champion. There's no build for this really uh for the most part uh this would be a really good moment for her career really big wrestlemania win of women's retain um uh kind of moment and if we just look at the broad picture of things you know we've had a lot of um like 
Asian American and Asian rises and hate crimes and bad stuff happening in the world. So a win from an Asian woman at WrestleMania for her first win ever would be a really nice moment and a really good thing to give out um, in this kind of state that we live in right now. And it just feels like the perfect opportunity for WWE to miss that opportunity and Uh. have complete blinders on the state of the world and what should happen with things. But they will just be like, Rhea Ripley (laughs) wins. And it'll just be the biggest, like, are you kidding me right now? Kind of. They're just going to whiff it. (laughs) Because it feels. It's going to be a whiff. It feels too perfect, too good of a moment for Asuka to win. And I am predicting a huge whiff, a huge oof that I, I sadly. I'm, I'm, I love Ray Ripley. I mean, I would, I'm happy, I'm happy that she's, you know, getting this big push, but I would love if Oscar would win this, uh, this WrestleMania, but I really got to say I'm picking Ray Ripley because I don't believe that WWE has it in them to seize the moment when it, uh, right when they can, right when they need to. Phoenix, I, you're making too much sense there though. Cause sometimes, <laughs> you're you're right. It's the perfect time for them to whiff it. It's also uh it's so straight this is the win for Asuka is so straightforward that you're forgetting the WWE is dumb and <laughs> will pick the path the path of re- least yeah. resistance nine times out of ten. I think uh but the question is what do you think the path of least resistance is? Uh, yeah, exactly. And this is—I'm hoping this Triple is, H has enough like, say I in think, Rhea's overall storyline that he says she's got to win it off Charlotte. What are you guys doing? You know, that's that's my like, yeah, fingers crossed moment. And everything—the only reason it hasn't happened yet is because the timing hasn't lined up due to various unfortunate circumstances, such as Charlotte being out with uh, COVID right now. So that she couldn't be added to this match. Yeah. This is also a perfect culmination of the two of us in our podcast, because this is, in my opinion, a very clear, like history versus, uh, like knowledge kind of, uh, match where I'm picking Rhea off of just the past history of WWE and all of their perfect whiffs and shortcomings that I've seen with my own eyes that, feel like feel kind of pattern um patterns at this point and you're going with the clear like logical i've been watching day to day i know these wrestlers like to a t and know um the right builds they need the right times they need to win and we're both just like what is what's the whiff here (laughs) like what's what's the thing that's gonna like break us um so it's just this will be an interesting one i don't know if this will be like (laughs) It's our two kinds of depression uh, battling each other. It's your doom and gloom versus my, like, (laughs) blind optimism and refusal to acknowledge uh, how shitty the world is. (laughs) That's... Yep. uh, That's what it is right there. (laughs) This will be an interesting one. I don't know if this will be a decider for our belt. Um, Just because, again, like you said, we have a lot of... Yeah, it really would. Um... Yeah, that's I'm I'm excited for 
match, I should say. I oh, this, Asuka, it's going to be a good Ripley, match. So That's the crazy thing good. about it. Is <laughs> yeah, we're both excited because it's going to be a good match. Uh, yeah, definitely. Next up, we have the Fiend versus Randy Orton. This one seems pretty clear cut to me. Uh, the Fiend was burned alive just a few months ago. Randy Orton's got to get his comeuppance. This is classic. Uh, you thought you buried the Undertaker uh, territory right here. Uh, the Fiend is going over. I agree. The Fiend is definitely going over. Um, the Fiend feels so primed to win this. Um, I also am not. Um, I am also not ignoring the possibility of like an Alexa Bliss interference in some way or assistance, um, which is all the more reason why I still think the Fiend's going to win. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much else to talk about there other than I think it should be, hopefully it'll be better than their last WrestleMania matchup between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think, I, uh, <laughs> WWE after seeing the fiend, after seeing how popular he is, I think they're on a tour of, uh, make of make goods for Bray Wyatt, re- recognizing that they should have just let him, uh, take his creative control back when he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm expecting, um, and I, for, for some kind of fun, kind of creative twist to happen in this match, which I think, um, they're gonna do or whatever. Like, I think, uh, Bray especially has like stuff he's thought of. And I think, the creative team wants to kind of lean in that direction just because of how well received it's been. So I think it should be fun. Bray's 100% going to absorb Randy's soul and use it to restore himself to full power fiend. That's my, uh, after the pin, he's just gonna, they're going to do some kind of light trickery and regular fiend will be back in the middle of the ring and Randy will be gone. Okay. That's my, yeah. That's my pick. And I have, I have something to save later about this with my most irrational take or irrational prediction thing. But okay. I'll save it because I think it's a good one. That's good. Uh, next up, we have Big E versus Apollo Cruz in a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Don't ask me what a Nigerian drum fight is. Uh, it's gonna. It sounds like it's gonna be fun. I'm enjoying the new take yeah. on Apollo Cruz. Uh, I, this one was a hard one too, and I think we won't really know if who made the right decision until SmackDown this week. But I think Big E retains here, uh, and my only reason for saying that is I don't know if they're quite ready to move Big E on to the Universal Title scene yet, which I is clearly where they're heading. They're building him in a very big way. And I think the smoke needs to settle from whatever happens in the main event before Big E can lose his Intercontinental Championship and start building up to the main title scene. That being said, Apollo Crews yeah. absolutely should be getting the Intercontinental Championship soon. Uh, I just don't know if this weekend is the weekend for it. What yeah, this one's kind of tough. It, uh <laughs> this one's also kind of tough for me as well. Um, I will say that I'm going with Apollo Cruz, which is uh, another split between us. So this might actually be a very really chaotic um, 
<laughs> weekend. It could just be a complete blowout and someone misses the entire thing, or we're really going to go down the wire. Um, but I'm going with Apollo Crews, uh, not because I feel strongly about it, but um, I think they are willing to have Biggie move move on and move up to that circle that you're saying. Um, I also think this is one of those situations where, um, well, first off, Biggie won the the last time they fought, so that's already a little bit of like, um, a little bit of a flag there. Not that he can't win again, um, but this also seems like one of those situations where the challenger, um, is putting a stipulation because they know that they like are can get like a, an advantage to a thing. Um, and I mean, this hasn't been done before, but it feels like Apollo Crews, because he is the one who initiated this, he's going to have like the better advantage or like the better home court kind of thing to it, which will help him like win the match. And it all, I could also see a scenario where he wins because he's like really good in this Nigerian drum fight kind of thing. Um, and then they have like maybe a third match that's just a singles, um, no stipulation thing, because it's like you know let's see who can win in like a normal kind of match uh, without any stipulation for like the Intercontinental Championship again. Um, so that's why I'm going with Apollo Cruz. Though I can see Biggie winning because, um, uh, everyone loves Biggie, and um, if he wins, that's like a good pop for the crowd. So. Uh, I'm a little I'm skeptical, but I think Apollo Crews makes sense. Yeah, my last note there is that it seems too perfect for the heel. The uh, Apollo Crews is the heel in this to set up a uh, a stipulation yeah. that works in his favor, and for it not to end up being, you know, his downfall there that Big E actually is able to overcome the advantage. And even though he's the champion, he's still win. like we're, they're crossing too many wires here. You know, <laughs> this should be yeah. heel champion. Apollo Cruz sets up a Nigerian drum fight that uh, underdog Biggie wins the title off of him. But instead Biggie's already the champion and the heel has set up a <laughs> fight in his face. Yeah. It's they're crossing yeah. their wires. And so I, there's an obvious, it just depends on which angle you look at it from. So, yeah. And that's the, the crossed wires thing is exactly why it's a little tough to predict. Yep. Next up, we got a match. I'm looking forward to because these guys are both fantastic wrestlers. Kevin Owens versus Sammy Zayn. Uh, I got Kevin Owens going over here and uh bonus point. If Logan Paul takes a stunner, that's, <laughs> uh, I love Sami Zayn to death. Uh, I have morals and therefore will not pick the guy who Logan Paul is in the corner of. That is, uh, it may be selfish. I may lose the belt because of it. I will not put my faith in Logan Paul. I will not. <laughs> there will there will be no association with him. And if uh, I lose because of it, uh, I think I have the moral high ground. That's yeah. <laughs> That's well, where I, go. I think you can be, I think you can rest at ease because I'm also picking Kevin Owens. Um, I think that 
Sami Zayn has like uh had this like too good of a well like he's been having a lot of wins recently. I think he needs a comeuppance like as well. Um and I love Sami Zayn and you know I don't like Kevin Owens, but I think this is a good match for Kevin Owens to come out on top of. Uh I also respect and agree with your take of I will not pick the one that Logan Paul is cheering for. Um it upsets me greatly that they paired them together. It's very conflicting that they paired Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Yeah. Um I just think that Sami Zayn is due for a loss. And if I really know, really like think about it deep down, I know WWE cares more about Kevin Owens than Sami Zayn. That I think they will more than likely give him the win. So you're buying into Sami Zayn's conspiracy theory that WWE has it out for him. <laughs> oh, I've I'm one of the the biggest Zayn truthers out there. <laughs> You know that's what his angle has been recently, right? <laughs> that he's yeah, been making a doc- yeah, documentary. And that's how Logan yeah, Paul got I've... involved somehow. Was he came, he came to Sami Zayn's yeah. documentary premiere. His red carpet event. It was yeah. all very dumb. And uh, that's why I always joke around with with like the because of because of I've always liked Sami Zayn and then when they were like when that when he was running with that angle, I was like, "You know what? He's right. I don't care if it's Hey, Dave, it's true. Um, no, he is so, right. He is right. I I'm, think I'm with it. I don't think Vince is a big fan of his. You know, I think. I think they yeah. likely butt heads, and uh, sometimes uh, Sammy loses matches for unfair reasons. Uh, someone who yeah. will likely lose a match for an unfair reason is Riddle. Uh, he forgot his line live on Raw, so Sheamus is gonna brogue kick the shit out of him and win the U.S. title. Agreed. This is maybe as big of a lock as there ever could be. Uh, Riddle is dropping that belt because you do not do that on Vince McMahon's company because he will punish you severely for it. I Do you think that Sheamus will break his record, his uh, WrestleMania quickest match record here? <laughs> I mean, it'll be, it'll be really hard. I don't like think that, would, I don't think it'll actually happen. Although, you would think that Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan would have been a very good match too. But I think Riddle versus Sheamus yeah. is too good a match to necessarily do that, especially when Riddle isn't a heel. Uh, Honestly, if I think it's going to be one of those things where it's we're going to be like, oh, this match will go on for like a nice like eight to ten minutes, and then it'll go on for like three minutes. So it won't be the shortest ever, but it'll be short in a way that's really peculiar and weird, and Sheamus will win. And yeah. I think the peculiar, weird, short part of it is somewhat like added punishment for screwing up your line on live TV. Yeah. And then lastly, we have Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler taking on the Tag Team Turmoil winners. I think we both have the Tag Team Turmoil winners taking the belts here. I just see Shayna and Nia like going back to singles, um, singles matches. So I don't, I don't really see them keeping the belts any longer. Yeah. The actually the last few months, having said, I'm a little concerned at who's going to win because I have no idea, but I think like you said, 
it just makes too much sense for them to like go to singles matches and like try and get the or try and vie for the uh, title belts. Yeah, and I think they've actually done a great job of building up the women's tag team division in the last few months that it can kind of run on its own without a thrown together tag team uh, be getting in the middle of it. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think we've got you know at least a, and the fact that these can travel between brands is pretty great. So we've got you know a solid four to six teams uh, in the women's division. So. I think it's time to let these two go and uh, let that division kind of do its own thing. I am going to hope and pray for an Iconics reunion. Because I agree, the tag titles division is getting better. But I was very sad when they broke them up. And I don't entirely think they've done a lot of good with them apart. That I just am like, let's just put them back together. They were great. Why'd y'all do that? They could have been like the new day for the women's division. But then in the same the same span of time, they took Big E out of the new day. <laughs> so Oh, I know. Well, they took Big E out of the New Day, but they did that for like after years and years. Oh yeah. Iconics, I think, were only there for like a year and then they I mean, they were in NXT they were there for longer, but like in when they moved to the main brand, they were only in Iconics for like a year, right? Two probably two years. Because they won the tag okay. titles at WrestleMania 35, and then they broke them up. So a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. And now NXT has its own tag titles, something that the iconic Iconics would have been very long-running uh, holders of had it existed then. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff coming up this week. Uh, before we get into making any other kind of picks or anything else, uh, we're recording this it's about 3 p.m. on Tuesday. So tonight we have the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, so I'm going to quickly go over the inductees into the 2020 and 2021 WWE Hall of Fame uh, because we're inducting two classes tonight as a make good for last year. So 2020's class has John Bradshaw Layfield, uh, absolutely deserving member of the WWE Hall of Fame. The British Bulldog, another absolutely deserving uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, who, while his WWE career uh, amounts to a couple of appearances, including one NXT TakeOver, he is absolutely a legend in the wrestling business. Good for uh, Liger there. The NWO, specifically Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and uh, Six slash Xbox slash Sean Waltman, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the Bella Twins, William Shatner, and Titus O'Neil, who will be receiving the Warrior Award. Uh, what do you think of the 2020 class, Phoenix? That's an amazing class. It is. <laughs> it's really solid. And I know that Batista was taken off because he could not make the time to be inducted this year due to his schedule. Uh, so we'll likely be seeing him. I don't think next. I think next year in Dallas will maybe just be Undertaker. I think there's a strong argument for it just being Undertaker in Texas. And it, but uh, when it goes to Hollywood in two years, I think uh, Batista will absolutely be inducted uh, then. Yeah. Um, William Shatner is an interesting choice, but at least not of the celebrity wing, he's made more appearances than some people in there. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not like the celebrity one is always really weird. I think 
I was telling like our our mutual friend and your Tapheads co-host Wendy um, that they kind of have this weird precedent now where like if you were just at a WrestleMania and you were a celebrity, you have like a 50-50 shot of making the Hall of Fame. And William Shatner had that and then he had a little bit more, so you can't yeah, he's I actually mean, a with, really good pick. with the precedent set, you can't really uh, argue against it. Yeah, and I mean Shatner uh before WWF had a great feud with Jerry Lawler in uh the territory era, so that you know, good for him. I'm you know, he maybe should have been inducted earlier. So Good for Shatner. Yeah, actually, I actually weirdly already thought he was, which was kind of shocking that um, he was only inducted in the 2021 I, or 2020 class. I thought he he had been inducted earlier, but I guess my brain just uh, assumed. Yeah, and then the 2021 class is also pretty freaking stacked. You've got Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, Kane, the Great Kali, Rob Van Dam. Ozzy Osbourne, let's go, who will be inducted into the celebrity wing, and Rich Herring, who will be receiving the Warrior Award. Uh, that class is also pretty fucking stacked, and even the Great Kali, who I don't think fans really appreciate, uh, seeing the recognition he got from other wrestlers who wrestled with him, seems like he's a really good guy, a great ambassador for the company. I totally understand why he's going in. Um, I mean, and he's a. I mean, you know, again, yeah, fans maybe don't like him, but he multi-time he champion, a former world heavyweight champion. Like you can't, it would be insane to not induct him after the like on paper career that he has had. Yeah, and then uh, I want to address something real quick with the Hall of Fame uh, in regards to both of the Warrior Award recipients. Uh, both Titus O'Neil and Rich Herring are incredibly deserving uh, Warrior Award recipients. Uh, Titus O'Neil does a lot of philanthropy and is incredibly uh, outspoken uh, when it comes to helping his hometown community. Totally makes sense. Rich Herring uh, has done a lot to advocate for the wrestlers in WWE behind the scenes and take care of them as much as he can. Uh, both guys have done a lot for the business. Uh, makes total sense that they're being inducted. There's a lot of people on the internet who are upset that Shad Gaspard of Crime Time is not being given the Warrior Award this year, uh, which is totally understandable. He uh, told rescuers to save his son's life before his, and unfortunately they both lost their lives. Absolutely should be honored. He's in a, He was a fantastic man as well. The thing I think a lot of people are online are doing is attacking Titus and Rich as if they had any say in whether or not uh, Shad got the award this year, which seems really shitty. And also, just yeah. a reminder that like WWE doesn't like they yes they pick who wins the award, but it doesn't mean that like they don't do it without permission from the family. So there's, we don't know the whole story here. We don't know if Shad's family is even interested in him receiving an award, uh, from a company that he worked for, for a couple of years and didn't do much to help when he was missing. So I could totally understand why he doesn't get the warrior award. Stop being such fucking marks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and don't, don't turn it on other people that are doing good things. Like, (laughs) 
Yeah. What the hell? Especially, <laughs> yeah, especially the Warrior Award because that is, yeah, that is one that just goes to people who are doing really like good stuff out there. So attacking those people is like really upsetting and really sad to do. Um, you know, just you know, I'm I'm all for like online pressuring and stuff. You can pressure the like WWE and Vince McMahon if you really want that award to be given out to them, but don't pressure the recipients because they're also doing good stuff and they were just chosen themselves. Yeah. And like I said, we don't know the whole story. Some of it does, you know, it could all come down to something that is not in WWE's control, which is like I said, his family may have no interest in accepting the award and it's not your job as a fan to be like, they should, you know? Yeah. So let's let the whole story play out. Let's see. There's a chance that, all this stuff was set, all this stuff could be set up so far in advance that Shad doesn't get his till next year. There's there's so many ways that this could play out. I think we're dumb to like sit here and uh, consider, you know, just to go ahead and cast judgment pre up so early on. Anyway, uh, the Hall of Fame is stacked this year. It's gonna be fun to watch tonight. Oh um, yeah, I'm excited. Thir- uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights, we've got NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, which is just going to be, it's got two fantastically stacked shows. Uh, I was going to go through and tell all of my predictions, but we're running a little bit long already. Um, so let's just, I'll just say, go watch it. Uh, if you have Peacock, you automatically get it. So uh, it's going to be a good show. Uh, NXT has consistently some of the best uh, wrestling in the business right now, and takeovers almost never disappoint. So you're in good hands. And then lastly, what? Oh, just well, well, good promo, good push. Yeah, I, I thought you said hold on, not well done. I was like, oh, did I miss something? But (laughs) let's talk about this dumb SmackDown WrestleMania edition. Uh. This is dumb, right? It's, it's dumb that these yeah. matches aren't happening yeah. at WrestleMania. I don't get it. Uh, it's, you're already making it two nights. You can you can squeeze these in. It doesn't make sense. Let's yeah. Just being totally honest, it's dumb that these aren't happening. And I will say, I feel bad for the guys that have to participate in this. That were probably told for months leading up that they were going to be on WrestleMania, and now they're having to do their matches on a SmackDown not in front of fans in a pre-taped <laughs> capacity because they're between Thunderdome locations at this exact moment. It's not even happening live. And so they're not even going to get the same. They're going to get their regular SmackDown wonder... paycheck, paycheck for it. And all these other people participating in WrestleMania get to do it in front of fans and they get that WrestleMania paycheck. So uh, fuck the that's WWE what, for doing that's this. What I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think it really kills is like they're, the fact that they're not they're not giving out the WrestleMania paychecks to them is like absolutely upsetting. Um like even if you don't want to do a kickoff show on the first night, just put both of these on the kickoff show the second night. Um and you can also there's they're going to be small enough matches, you can sneak them in in like in one of the one of the nights too. It, it just doesn't make sense. It like just hurts the wrestlers and I uh, just it's just a very confusing. It's a very puzzling decision. You could do the entree battle royal as the first match of WrestleMania and still have Hulk Hogan be the first entrant, uh, like the first entrance in WrestleMania. 
and he could come out and introduce yeah. the entire battle royal. Like that's <coughs> it's so it's so dumb. And I feel bad for these guys that they don't get the paycheck that they were probably counting on. Especially guys like you know, I don't think Rey Mysterio is hurting for money, but guys like Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who are veterans of the business and deserve a spot at WrestleMania, uh, you know, sucks to see them get, you know, pushed to a SmackDown. Same with the Street Profits, who they aren't veterans of the business, but they put on one of the more entertaining matches last year at WrestleMania and absolutely deserve to have a win, at, have another win at WrestleMania, you know? It's just... Yeah. Uh, that being said, they will be... Uh, are we going to use these as our tiebreakers, or are we just going to give our predictions, and if it's necessary, it's yeah, necessary? Yeah, we can use them as our tiebreakers. I'm okay. cool with that. We ha- I mean, we need a fail-save in case we do get a tie. And That's I think true. the Battle Royale especially is a good That's fail-save, true. because, I mean, it'll be really difficult for us to tie on that. Um, and yeah. then... You know the tag titles as well. That's a it's, it's a, a solid way, pick. So it's, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Otis and Chad Gable. Uh, I'm picking the Street Profits to go over here. Uh, they just seem like the obvious pick in this, especially if it's going to happen on SmackDown. Uh, people love the Street Profits. They'll be a good uh, face tag team. Uh, to carry that division for a few months, and then we'll see what happens to him. Uh, I'm going with uh, the Mysterios. I I would feel more confident with this pick if it was in at WrestleMania and it was live because I think the crowd would really like it. Um, however, I still am like confident enough to pick them because it's like it would be a nice moment for them for because they could like call it a wrestlemania win i guess even though it's not a wrestlemania match but whatever they they're talking it up like it is so it kind of gives them a nice like father-son kind of thing and you know they're it's because of fatal four-way there's going to be some weirdness and i think they have a chance to sneak it out and take the win so i'm going with them yeah uh, they were absolutely my second pick here uh other than that we have the entree the giant memorial battle royal I'm going to run through these names real quick. Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric of the Viking Raiders, Grand Metalik, Umberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jay Uso, Kalisto, King Corbin, Lindsay Dorado, Mace, Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Slapjack, T-Bar, and Tucker. Uh, who's winning this, Phoenix? All right. This is a guaranteed lock. Just kidding. I have no idea. Um, I would. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say Shelton Benjamin. I think he's had a good year. Um, the hurt business, you know, while you know falling off, is still like solid enough. And I mean, he's he's talented enough. He's athletic enough. He's fun. People like him. I don't see why he can't win. Um, I don't. Not at all confident or whatever. It could be anybody, but I'm going to Sheldon Benjamin. Your reasons are almost exactly why I'm picking Ricochet to win the Andre the Giant Battle <laughs> <laughs> Battle Royal. People like him. He's fun to watch. 
uh, he deserves a shot too. And if they can use this to propel him into maybe the U.S. title scene or the even if they can get enough mileage out of it to get him up to the main event scene, that'd be awesome. You know, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, so it comes down to, <laughs> it, it may come down to uh, who wins the SmackDown tag titles and <laughs> whether Shelton Benjamin or Ricochet win. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? And we do have a lot of differences in our main WrestleMania cards, so it's unlikely that it'll come down to that. But if it does, wow, <laughs> we're we're set, and we're, it'll be really scary, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're getting ready for WrestleMania weekend. I think we're super excited about it. Uh, anything else you want to add, Phoenix? Um, well, I had those five questions, but I think we're good to skip on that because we have kind of ran a long up. Yeah, we have, we're going um, nearly two hours. Yeah. So, uh, I am good on skipping those. Uh, I'm excited for WrestleMania. Um, I am cautiously optimistic about my picks and I think I should have a solid retaining of my, of my title. You you really you really you're too confident, Phoenix. But use some of that confidence to tell me where people can find you on the internet. You can find me at Bombass Phoenix on Twitter. I hope to tweet things you like. You also can find me at BA Phoenix on TikTok. Awesome. And you can find me on the internet pretty much anywhere at Robbie D. Shazer. Uh, make sure to go follow Tapheads. And Film Fracas, uh, there are other projects that we have fun doing. Um, and follow me for my writing uh, every week at WNW News on Twitter. Uh, other than that, we will be back with our WrestleMania review as soon as possible. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>